Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cash back. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Welcome back to Star Wars Minute. It's the daily podcast where we analyze, scrutinize, and celebrate the Star Wars movies one minute at a time. I'm Pete the Retailer from PeteTheRetailer.com. I'm Alex Robinson from ComicBookAlex.com. And I'm Ryan Alexander Tanner from from various sources. Ooh. <laughs> Did I do it right? That sounds mysterious. Did I blow it? Yeah. No, that's good. You warned us in the green room that you were going to have an extensive list of credits, so I was a little, I was prepared to, I was sitting back, you know, opening my uh, mail and stuff, getting, but he, yeah, I put he on went to go, put on went to go get a soda. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Um, yeah. Well, like like Alex, I suppose I am a comic book guy who also does podcasting. So those are my various sources. That's my whole the whole of my being, though. Uh, so I have a website. It's oyesarenice.com for my comics art, and then I do a podcast called A Very Special Episode, where we talk about very special episodes of TV shows. Nice. And and you made your way completely through Saved by the Bell. I did. I believe I was the second podcast that did every episode of Saved by the Bell. There's probably, I think it's a whole genre now, actually. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I made it through with some other people. Uh, and I now, me and all those hosts do very special episodes because we liked each other so much. And mm. actually, I'd like to give a shout out to my co-host, Austin Gorton, who has told me he listens to your show often in the shower. So oh, if I boy. may... I'd like hey, to dedicate, Austin. like, yeah, hey, Austin. I'd like to dedicate this episode to his wet, naked body. <laughs> okay. It's it's starting like, it off, with, that's the tone we want. It's like he's <laughs> in the room with us now. It is. <laughs> uh, well, the, the minute in the room with us uh, is minute 64 of uh, Star Wars episode 7, The Force Awakens. Uh, 64 starts with Finn saying that he was taken from his family, oh, taken from a family he'll never know. And it ends with Finn, uh, skipping town with Crimson Corsair and Quiggled. Quiggled? Hmm. Um, this is a very, uh, kind of melodramatic, soap operatic kind mm-hmm. of minute, minute here. Yeah, so, like, like many podcasters, I'm sure I, all I've ever really wanted to do is be on Star Wars Minute. When we get together, (laughs) us lesser podcasters, we just talk about what we would do and what it would be like. Um, And so I finally got on. My dream came true. And I got a uh, emotional speech minute. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like one of those, you get what you wanted and it's it's a it's a downer. Yeah, it's ironic. We save the space battles for the, uh, you know, the the VIPs. This is a real socks for Christmas of an episode. (laughs) You gotta, well, you gotta uh, pay your way up if you want. Uh, if you want, <laughs> make your way up the ladder there. I just Me watched fair, that Fry yeah. uh, Fry documentary, so that Fire documentary oh. about the uh, the club, the, the the event. Anyway, moving on. Yeah, do people know I paid four thousand dollars to be on this episode? <laughs> and it was supposed to be a really good buffet, but it was just a bag of chips. <laughs> oh wait, you got chips? Yeah, and I'm sleeping in a tent on the beach. Have you? That sounds great. Do you, have you done <laughs> yeah, any you. Uh, very special episodes of Chips, the show? No, we haven't actually, and we'd be very open to your suggestions. I, I don't know. I'm I'm trying to think of. I don't remember Chips that well. 
Me neither. I'm trying to. What, what, have you done the? Uh, this could, could have been a whole off uh, off the air conversation. But have you done uh, too close for comfort? I don't. There's a is that the one? one. The male oh, rape really? one. Yeah. Yeah. For Monroe. We did. Yeah. Yeah. We Monroe. actually had to track it down. Someone sent it to us because mm-hmm. you can't find it anywhere. Yeah. But we did do that, and that was our white whale for a while. It took us a while to find it. And I think it only <laughs> aired one time. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> And we do a lot of different strokes. Different strokes has, has a lot of special episodes. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Nancy Reagan was on it one time. Right. Mr. T. To just say no. Mm hmm. All right. Well, thanks for coming on the show. Uh, <laughs> we'll be back tomorrow. <laughs> um, well, so this uh, Finn's kind of monologue here resonates with Ray, obviously. This is what's going on. She's, you know, they're. Uh, I don't know. I don't think he knows really how much this resonates with her, but he's saying like, yeah, you know, I'm taken from a family I'll never know and kind of plopped into this situation mm-hmm. and now I'm escaping. And she's, you know, she was also taken from a family she'll never know or, you know, uh, hoping that she will know at some point. But um, yeah, the, the context has really changed. This is a thing in general. I think coming back to episode seven, uh, what do we call these? The sequel trilogy? Either the Disney tri- sequel. Yeah, I guess sequel trilogy at this point. It seems to be more common. Yeah, that might change. Is it? The road. Yeah. Like, the yeah. Comics, you know, the Bronze Age used to just be the modern age. So like uh, um, the original trilogy is the Golden Age and then the prequels is the Silver Age. Mm. I guess from a certain point of view. Yeah. Ah. Um, that was a a Star Wars reference yeah so it's weird coming back to this one after seeing The Last Jedi I don't know if I really watched The Force Awakens because it's almost everything is in a different context now yeah Mm -hmm. and it's interesting too because we're in a really specific moment where at the end of the year it's all going to change again yeah that's true it'll, it'll be the only time like that people uh listening you know had had to kind of perhaps suggested that we wait until after episode nine came out to do this, to start this trilogy or mm-hmm. start our coverage of it because, the, because of that. But uh, again, we've always said it would be fascinating to listen to a whole podcast covering, uh, you know, the original star Wars, if it was made in between empire and Jedi. Oh yeah, totally. Totally. It would. Yeah. That's where we are. We didn't even realize it. Yeah. It'd be like, it's to be a lot of like, dude, there's no way they're brother and sister. They made out in the, on Hoth. <laughs> exactly. Vader was just lying. Oh yeah. We're, was there speculation? I was, I, I, I'm too young on that front, but in between those two movies, was there a lot of speculation that Vader was just lying? Uh, yeah, I heard an interesting thing that, um, psychologists uh you could tell we're saying that kids under a certain age were like no no vader's lying like there's no way my you know my daddy is darth vader but then kids once they got to a certain age were like vader's telling the truth i know it <laughs> they like i've 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 grown old enough to understand that darth vader is my father <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> the, yeah the darth vader father revelation age it's like 17 yeah <laughs> Yeah, and so I noticed too. Finn and Ray are both like magical orphans. Yes. Well, that happens a lot in Star Wars. Uh, you know, even now with Solo too. Now he's kind of so like Han a Solo's orphan. a magical orphan, right? We don't really yeah. know. Is that right? Well, he talks vaguely about his parents, but we never see them, and you know, yeah. it's he doesn't have any connection to them whatsoever. And you know, it's... Solo did an amazing job of both giving you too much and not enough information about Han Solo. <laughs> Like, I still yeah. don't really know who he is or where he came from, but I know how he got his blaster in his vest. Yeah. <laughs> there was a... Anyway, uh, speaking we'll, talk of, about, say, we'll talk about Solo in a couple of years. Speaking yeah. of information from in between movies, there was once talk of him, uh, I think in one of the early... Was it in the bracket draft of Empire or something like that? Like, he had to go... Like, basically, he had to go hit up his his stepfather for money or something like that, like, to fund yeah. the rebellion. Yeah, his stepfather was a big, uh, big magnet. Yeah. Wait, Han Solo's was? Yeah. Yeah. And was he married to his mom? Yeah, yeah. I think so. So is Han Solo's mom alive? In uh, that alternate, in that alternate timeline, I guess. Oh, at this that is point. in the the um, the 
discarded expanded universe or whatever no it's the oh, even before that early draft of of the empire strikes back script so, oh gotcha i'm sorry yeah, i, missed I that. wouldn't put too much uh uh wait and it's the same one where uh like luke defeats darth vader by joining up with the ghost of obi-wan kenobi and the ghost of anakin skywalker so mm-hmm. interesting it's not can canon anymore but he did have the whole thing planned out right from the start. Of course. <laughs> Clearly. The I think it's George fair. I'll, I'm going to take George Lucas aside in this argument where we're arguing whether or not drafts are canon. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you, you can have that. <laughs> you did a draft and you didn't keep everything. Well, no, but the fact that he, the fact that he did, um, he, that he wrote Star Wars and that was completed and then he was doing the second movie where it was a possibility that Anakin Skywalker could show up means he didn't know Darth Vader was his father that whole time despite what he later claimed he decided in the process yeah I'm sure that there isn't like a chart he drew out of the timeline of the six or nine movies before he made anything there's just no way yeah yeah anyway Uh, yes movie seven so Finn (laughs) go ahead Finn says to Ray, he says, like, you looked at me like no one ever had before. Like, that was just a revelation. Like, when did that happen? I guess when, when, when they were, she was beating him up on uh, Jakku. <laughs> yeah, like, when they meet, isn't she kind of like, ah, get out of here. Ah. Yeah. She's, she's talking like a 1940s gangster. <laughs> 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 Maybe that was the look. Maybe when, when he, you know, he, uh, she hits her with the stick and then looks at him, you know, with that scorn. You, but you know what I think it is? Really used to hit with a skit and stick and looked at it with scorn, right? That's like his experience. I oh. think it's the opposite. I think we only have his word that he was the janitor and stuff. I think he was like enormously popular on his ship. And so that's why everyone's so mad that he left because he was, you know, he was this big shot. And so the first time he met someone who was rude to him, he was like, wow, this person is seeing me for me. They're not, they're not intimidated by the <laughs> mystique of Finn. He's like, I'm sick and tired of being so popular. I don't even know if it's earnest. Like when I make a joke yeah. and everyone laughs, I don't know if they really like it. Yeah. It's a metaphor for the relationship with George Lucas and Gary Kurtz and Rick McCallum. It totally is. He's tired. Finn's tired of yes men. That's exactly. why you can't see with the stormtroopers anymore. <laughs> exactly. So that's a Ray looked at him like, are you crazy? And he's like, yeah. wow, somebody who thinks I might be crazy. Well, that's cool. I'm glad we resolved that. The only way to really get the nuances is to comb over each minute of -hmm. Star Wars. That's how we really know. So that's another thing that's up in the air, too, although it's changed, is, like, what's their dynamic, these two characters? Well, they spend most of the they spend most of the last Jedi apart, so they it's right. not even like their relationship develops on any uh, level. Yeah, but also their own characters kind of Finn less than Ray, they go in these directions, mm-hmm. and so there's almost less concern. I don't know. Is there like a will they won't they at this point with them, or are they friends? At this point, meaning in 2019, or at this point when it, we're watching The Force Awakens? five or whatever, yeah. Okay. Um, like I think scene, there's still a possibility. Is there, is there tension, like romantic tension? I think there's enough wiggle room where they could say it's romantic tension if they needed to, but I don't really get any sense. They, they seem like a very uh, friendly couple to me. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. almost like, you know, <laughs> brother-sister, which is... Which is Appropriate for Star Wars, but uh, <laughs> are we going to find out that they're brother and sister? Well, that would be ideal. That would explain everything. It would. <laughs> that wouldn't raise any questions at all. It would. It would wrap it up in a nice. The whole. I'd say all nine movies would be kind of just satisfying. as that that being the result? I uh, I would love it if it and if, if the last movie has some crazy like impossible revelation like you know oh Obi Wan Kenobi shows up but he's still alive and he you know like without any explanation <laughs> so just like if something really stupid happened <laughs> yeah like oh look it's um it's uh you know 
the rock is here and you know he's playing uh he's playing young palpatine and, or just you know something that was just so like they didn't even bother trying to fit it into the continuity oh look it's luke's other brother who we never knew about chuck that would be good like a left field like long lost relative <laughs> yeah darth vader's brother <laughs> and he saves everyone really fast like he just comes in and saves everyone well that would be like snoke basically right if just someone with no explanation came out of left field and yeah, just that's true so they'll just do it again. <laughs> right. That would be cool if like some benevolent Jedi just shows up at the end and he's nine feet tall, CG and no explanation, just kind of yeah. comes in, shakes everything up and then it's over. Right. I'm Master Sifo Dias. <laughs> oh, they were looking for you. Oh, there you are. But from what I understand about Star Wars, what has to happen is that Ray has to become quickly discouraged and go into captivity. Hmm. You mean in this movie or in general? Uh, like either at the end of episode nine or that'll be what's happening if they do episode 10. Oh, you mean like going to exile like Luke and Yoda did? Yeah, because Jedis are yeah. quitters. They are. That's true. That's, that's what I've learned. Anakin quit twice. He quit being a Jedi and then he quit being a Sith. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how he balanced the force. <laughs> yeah, double quits. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I guess now he doesn't go back. He's just a neutral uh, thing now. But uh, Finn falls in love with the first. I feel like Finn likes is clearly Finn is obsessed with her. Because, with Ray? Yeah, with Ray. Mm-hmm. Because in this movie, he's like, yo, where's Ray? He's trying. And then this whole second movie, his whole point why he wants to get off the ship and leave the re- resistance is because he wants to find Ray. That's his, his soul. Like, you know, he's like a that's his white whale. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So that seems sad to me. I don't feel like the, I don't feel like the feeling is reciprocated. No, she's kind of just living her life and he won't he won't let go. Right. Yeah. Well, I think that if we want to talk about episode eight at all, because uh, I was thinking about this when I was looking at this moment and kind of looking back on these guys and their exchange in this time is um, Finn, I think, really didn't do enough like his character did not progress enough like if he ends up doing something really awesome in episode nine i don't know if the character will feel like they got there in the right amount of time yeah it feels like well i guess their options are either because basically it's it's a similar thing to han solo say where he starts off being a kind of on the fence guy and then by the end of the first movie he's on board which is the way i kind of felt like he was at the end of the force awakens but then in in uh last jedi they have to kind of rewind it and have him be like i gotta get out of here i don't care like he he kind of just steps back into that same that same you know he has to learn that he's part of the resistance kind of kind of modes but i guess the other option is you do what return of the jedi did you have han solo join the rebellion and then the next movie he's just kind of like standing around doing nothing because he doesn't have anything to do now right. just so, hanging out yeah yeah He's like, I completed my arc already. What else do you want me to do? <laughs> That's why they brought him back for yet another movie. <laughs> but I got to say, that's another thing remembering, like try to even remember like before this movie came out. That was like a thing I really liked about this movie is that I didn't know anything about it when I saw yeah. it. It was like totally clean, but I knew that John Boyega was in it and I thought he was so amazing and attacked the block. Yeah. So I hear. Yeah, we should do attack the block minute. Is someone doing that? I don't think so. I don't know. <laughs> but do a crossover should. episode. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It, it. It's weird that there's like. I mean, I guess it's all about resetting expectations. You know, like going into this, the expectations that we had were from the prequels, and then going into the Last Jedi, the expectations that we had were from this, and to a lesser extent, Rogue One. So it was like, uh, I don't know. Like, there's more at stake for future movies. You know, in a weird, I don't know. Uh, maybe it's better that they kind of, uh, they just kind of keep not resetting, but if they kind of get, you know, back off on, on stuff and keep doing different uh, stories. You know, they've said that this is going to be the end of the Ray, the Skywalker nonology or whatever, the Skywalker saga with episode nine. I bet you uh, a bajillion dollars, though, that five years tops after episode nine, we'll get episode 10. Oh yeah, I, I think there's going to be more. You know, you think uh, they would just start like a whole different episode number, as in like this is I the think Ryan they're Johnson also trilogy. going to do that. I think they're going to do wow 
they're just going to keep going at it. But this is sort of the core thing. And I think that's part of the problem with The Last Jedi is it feels more like a side movie than an official Star Wars movie. Hmm. The Last Jedi does. Yeah, I think the tone of it. I think why uh, The Force Awakens works, despite whatever flaws it has, is the tone is right. It feels like Star Wars and it's fun and kind of mm-hmm. peppy and uh, the music and all this stuff. It's got this vibe that really feels like star wars and this movie did a really good job of sort of resetting you mm-hmm. and uh because i remember i heard you say something like the this one was too much like the old ones and then the last jedi was not enough like the old ones but that's, i i think that's true i mean the like the lovecraftian old ones <laughs> yeah exactly like these ancient monsters from right. i don't know were they from hell i don't know the lovecraft stuff <laughs> as well uh but that the last Jedi, this kind of goes like, okay, we're back on track, and we're we've kind of given you what you want, and it made sense for the next one to go in a unusual direction or a different or unexpected direction. But it just the tone was off. I feel like like it's kind of a boring movie in a lot of ways. Hmm. Well, we are not and allowed I, to comment on it, unfortunately, until ne- until two years from now. So, oh, sorry, I didn't, I didn't. Know <laughs> we can't burn you. through all our material in the, uh, in the in the previous movie. You, you told me all these rules before we started recording, but this was not among them. No, it's fine. I mean, I I guess uh, I feel like I've said my issues with the Last Jedi several times. I basically think the Holdo plot, the Holdo, uh, the the fleet plot is like out of Battlestar Galactica. It's so mundane to me. It feels <laughs> like that. Um, I love the the Ray uh, the Jedi stuff the Ray Kylo Snoke mm-hmm. that stuff is it's some of the best Star Wars out there I feel like I just feel like the other story is just kind of like who cares about any of this stuff <laughs> Yeah and it's just dangerous not road to go down Alex don't uh, start thinking too <laughs> much about true. who cares about any of this stuff about <laughs> Star Wars <Yeah. laughs> I mean but like what was the worst outcome of that I guess you know you're supposed to think she's a traitor or something or you know what do you think they're gonna Finn's gonna lose his job at the fleet or something <laughs> I don't know there's no stakes to it yeah but anyway so well, and I, I also think like one thing that this scene to me exemplifies that is a flaw I believe is a really major flaw of all the new Star Wars stuff is that um, there's not enough kind of creature design and interesting stuff. Like, I think the original Star Wars trilogy in particular, a lot of what makes it so amazing, and it's got a really distinct look. Like, they get the costumes right and things like that, but, like, this is a scene that's basically uh, the cantina on Tatooine, right? It's Mos Eisley. Cantina? Am I saying that right? That's right. You're correct. Um, and then it's got like some guys in there, some creatures, but I just feel like nothing is that, is it just cause I'm not eight years old anymore? Or is this like not have the same impact of design? Like, are there action figures of all these background characters and do you guys know all their names and stuff? They do all have names uh, well, or the, a lot of the plurality do. of, yeah, yeah. But, um, but, uh, I think, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that a, we are not eight years old anymore. And also B are, are when star Wars came out, the idea of like aliens like that were so, it was such an unseen thing before that it, you know, every reference to star Wars, 1977 mentions the cantina, you know, the cantina gets mm-hmm. in the, the Miko song and stuff. But now we've seen so many aliens and we've seen so many things of star Trek that like no alien is going to have that. It's hard to imagine any aliens having that impact. I mean, you know, look at like well, uh, that, that that 3D uh, avatar, those aliens are all 3D, and no one cared about those guys. <laughs> but I think that uh, well, it's funny because the cantina scene has a different feel than the anything that came after it. In that you can, there's a sense of like, let's use what we got. Like we need a bunch of aliens, so I'll put a wolf mask on one of them, and right. it's more like cobbled together than it becomes. It has a later. lot more of a 70s feel to it, like a grunginess. But also right. like a low budget. That's one yeah. of the more low budget feeling yeah. things that that worked out. I mean, one of the things that I think that makes the original Star Wars so great is it's like it just barely came together. Like mm-hmm. so many shots in the original Star Wars, if you move the camera six inches to the right, you'd see a bunch of like blue tape and weird <laughs> scaffolding. And like mm-hmm. uh, it's it's like just short of a mess and it just perfectly came together. And then they kind of get more like the prequels are kind of overly glossy, but they're really intricate. Like the prequels don't have great, you know, like 
that they did a fifties diner or whatever. Like, uh, it looks really busy and really lived in like that world mm-hmm. is really full in the first six star Wars movies. And in these new mm-hmm. movies, it feels really empty. Hmm. I guess we don't, we haven't seen too many, um, we haven't been on too many inhabited planets, really. Yeah, because the original, all six of the first movies, right? That's one of the rules is there's always three locations. Like, there's a nice planet, and then a cloud city, and then a whatever. Yeah, so. you know? uh, that's always been a thing. And these movies, it's like another desert planet. And then, like, they go to this planet that's like the, a big forest planet which is we've already seen with Endor. And then also it's just like a bar. That's like all that's, that's like the, the new movie. They go to the casino planet and it's just a casino on a beach. And that's like the whole planet. That's all you see. Mm, Wasn't that just like Bespin where you only saw cloud city. Yeah, but that's a really cool idea. Cloud city. Yeah, I, it's, it, it is more original than a casino. Yeah, because then they yeah. go to a salt planet, which is basically Hoth, but it's salt, and there's nothing there. There's like mm-hmm. some crystal foxes, which is something. But yeah. um, the original movies, and even the prequels, are so dense with like unique and weird design. Uh, mm-hmm. That's like the Rancor. And that's another one where I'm like, I was so young when I first saw the Rancor, but that's like the most incredible design to me. And I, I don't feel like there's a lot of stuff, even like in episode two, where they go to the stadium and these three monsters come out, uh, they're decent designs, but they're not, they don't feel as iconic as you would want them to be for the kind of way they're presented. But these movies, I feel like design wise have nothing. They have really good characters, I think, but no really imaginative design. There's not like an Admiral Akbar type of thing going on here. Hmm. Hmm. Well, he is in <laughs> briefly he's yeah. in the Last Jedi, but uh... right. But that's what I'm saying. Like Return of the Jedi, they're like, oh, okay, now there's a crew of people that are fighting this battle, and uh, Admiral Ackbar's just there. Or like when you see all the bounty hunters, and there's just like this lineup of these really interesting, weird designs, and you kind of want to know more about everybody. That's a lot mm-hmm. of what made Star Wars like totally ruin all our lives, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is you get all these details that you're so like compelled by. Like there's mm-hmm. like, isn't there like a book about the Max Rebo band and stuff where it's just like, <laughs> let's get Several. obsessed with this forever. Yeah. yeah. And these background characters and secondary characters, I feel like they don't have that. Is that just because I think that's an age thing or just but an obsession level thing? Like the, the, like the crystal foxes or the porgs, there's just nothing there. Mm-hmm. I think that's time too that we've had, you know, yeah, thirty true. years to write stories about the Max Rebo band, whereas uh you know, the the or more. Uh but uh you know forty five. The the new stuff is uh it, it, you know, is relatively new even though it seems like there's a lot, like you know, because it's coming out one on top of another and still we haven't just haven't had the time to write the stories about the porgs and the crystal foxes yet. Mm-hmm. But you guys just did the minute, right? Where we go into this bar location. Uh huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, do you feel like that kind of quick montage that's a redo of the Cantina one, like that you see some really compelling stuff? Yeah, I think that's, I think it's definitely meant to evoke the Cantina. But, and I, I think there's, there's some monsters in there that look good. But again, I think it's, we're kind of, I, I just, I guess it's, it's hard to capture that kind of freshness more than one time, you know, or, or I don't know. It's, they're basically just trying to replicate it. I don't know what else they could do to, to kind of kick it up a notch. I think that they more aliens. No, but I think that they could hire some really, really good creature designers is what they Mm -hmm. could do. And that's what I think. And also like, or how they all uh, are going to invade the base in episode eight. And they're like, Oh, we'll just get a bunch more of those big Walker things from the Hoth battle it's mm-hmm. like just design a new cool thing yeah, I, I agree with that one because yeah. this is the first time in star wars where you see a new thing and it's just the old thing there's like a death star all the time now or like uh <laughs> the walker things or uh you know uh yeah, tie fighters x wings all the, the whole all the gangs right 
VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ready to elevate your home? Picture this. Central heating, a cozy fireplace, or your dream walk-in closet. Build a backyard oasis, go green with solar panels, or start a business. It's all possible with Figure's Home Equity line of credit. Unlock up to $400,000. Apply online in five minutes. Funding in as little as five days. Head to figure.com and transform your home. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Yeah, I think one, the characters are really good in these movies. That's what makes me really be on board for them. But I feel like creatively, there's a whole other piece that makes Star Wars great that's missing. Yeah, I mean, say what you will about the uh, the prequels. Uh, they didn't have any Death Stars, really, other than like showing that one was in the works. Mm-hmm. It was, was a very appropriate Death that, Star. That was never the uh, the villain, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was heavy-handed foreshadowing, more right. than... Uh, so, um, well, I feel like we should get back to this minute. I have a couple of more notes that I was going to bring up before we mm-hmm. we could talk about episode eight and the flaws of Disney Forever. Um, there's just so few places. I'm sorry if I derail. There's just so no, few places no, no, where I get to just. Uh, it feels appropriate to speak passionately about how you feel about the current <laughs> state of Star Wars. Such yeah. a relief. No, it's. Uh, I believe me, but I just yeah, we could totally spend. Uh, I think I think so. Part of the problem, I think, with the with the things you're describing is, oh, they should have some totally crazy new aliens. Is then you fall back on the problem of everyone being like, oh, it's not, it doesn't, didn't feel like Star Wars to me. Like, it, you know, it, it's, you know, I don't know how you can do that same but different thing. It's a, it's a tight line to. to yeah, to I straddle. think it's a design issue. Like, I think J.J. Yeah. Abrams' weakest thing is creature design and the way that. Uh, things like that look. So I think it would just be a matter of getting the right creative people behind it. Yeah. Um, so, uh, this is kind of a weird variation of the Han Solo, you know, take care of yourself. I guess that's what you're best at, uh, moment, right? It's like mm. a kind of flip of that. Yeah. Cause they're doing like, uh, they're it, essentially, well, as far as we know, they're parting ways in a sense and they're doing that. Uh, right. Yeah. It is so, so kind of a mirror of that, uh, that scene in the Hoth hallway, I guess. Mm hmm. And Chewie's there again. Oh yeah, and the, in that they, we thought that they were parting ways, but they weren't really either. So. Although at this point we don't know if Ray is planning on going back, right? At this point, as far as we know, she's planning on going back to Jakku, right? Still. Mm, yeah. Okay, but they just want to get the droid. She at least wants to get the droid safely delivered to be to uh, to the the resistance before she quits. Right. She's going to carry out the mission. Right, and then leave. So uh, Finn's just leaving earlier than she is, right. basically. Got it. He should have made something up, but like, like, oh yeah, like I'm gonna do this. Uh, like, you know what? I think I forgot my some. I forgot something back in my bunk. Yeah, the <laughs> secret side project that I need to accomplish. Like, I'll, I'll uh, you know, I'll deactivate their defenses. You guys don't know about it. It's super secret shield defense that uh, I'll fly in and deactivate that. And I'll meet you at the rendezvous point. I like it if he just came in and was like, hey, Ray, I'm going to go get a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> and never came back. Just stay right here. Hey, you know what? Order me a beer. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> just to make it convincing. Yeah. Right. Uh, I also think it's funny that total, that Finn just totally trusts that the uh, Crimson Corsair and Queequeg are just going to deliver him right to the first order. <laughs> Right. I guess they don't know he's they don't know he's wanted or anything. That would just be funny though if he if they immediately just took them right to the first order. He handed themselves over to two bounty hunters, surrendered yeah, himself, cashed him in immediately. <laughs> so these guys are bounty hunters. Uh, Everyone's a bounty hunter in Star Wars. So are they smugglers? You, I think officially they're uh, yeah, like smugglers, adventurers. Where do you guys find out all these guys' names? Uh, nowadays what they do is whenever a new movie comes out, this guy, Pablo Hidalgo, who's in charge of like continuity at the Lucasfilm basically comes out with a book in one of those visual dictionaries with all the characters names in, and their brief little, you know, some trivia about what kind of bounty hunter they are. And really, uh, and they're all bounty hunters. 
there's a huge there's a preponderance there's no way their economy can support that many bounty hunters is my point it's like the etsy of star wars universe <laughs> yeah i think we're i think we're at peak bounty hunter yeah. we'll probably reach peak bounty hunter back in the uh in the empire days it seems like well, you know what do you think they're like... all underselling each other all the time yeah sadly it's probably like podcasting <laughs> where <laughs> you know all these people have other jobs and stuff but then they're like oh yeah i'm a, I'm a bounty hunter like yeah. <laughs> oh yeah that's probably true <laughs> Um, oh, no, no. that's why they're giving him a ride, right? They're like Lyft drivers and also bounty hunters. <laughs> and they're yeah, going yeah, to have him on their podcast. They're going to be like, so, uh, tell us, so what, how'd you get here? <laughs> well, that'd be a fun. Describe your dreams to us. In universe podcast through the Maz's castle. You know, people coming through there. Have somebody who has it, has like a, you know, somebody who stays there and just talks to the people that go through. I totally want to do a a uh, Star Wars TV show that is set in like the uh, the the bounty office where they post all the new things and there'd be like these bunch of losers who hang out there all the time, you know, who never actually do any bounties, but they just want to feel like they're part of the part of the scene. That would be so oh, yeah, funny. Totally. That would be a good like Twilight Zone anthology style Star Wars series is like a different bounty hunt in each episode. Mm-hmm. You could have like recurring ones, but also a bunch of one one offs. Right. I totally would love a uh, a Star Wars anthology show. I so that Star Wars Tales. I think they should totally do that. Um, yeah. You know, you could have some. You could have some stories that go over multiple episodes. You could have some that are just five different stories in one episode. You know, whatever, whatever kind of. Or if they want to, they could also do one of those like um, American horror story thing where they, you know, have one season with one set of characters, and then the next season you know, a totally different storyline, something like that. Are you guys going to watch the Mandalorians? <laughs> this is sound like a uh, reality show. Those Mandalorians. It might uh, be keeping up with the Mandalorians. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think Making we it. probably will. I don't know. I say like, well, we ha- kind of have to, but we have not watched all of the episodes of all of the animated shows. So yeah, I don't even know how many there are anymore. I feel like I would be more interested in a live action show than any animated show. I agree with that. Yeah. And the people involved with it seem very, not that the people involved with the animated show don't seem, uh, you know, cool, but there's, there's a lot of kind of, I don't know, be more interested to see what they do with it. The, uh, the people involved in the Mandalorian. So I, my my issue is just that I don't currently, obviously I don't subscribe to that Disney channel yet, but, um, but I guess no one does. Uh, at this right it doesn't exist yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah my issue with it is i don't have a i don't have access to a network that is currently unavailable <laughs> so who can uh, say, but really so but i you know i guess it would also be a matter of how you know how much is the disney app i don't have we don't have kids or anything so a lot of the, the things they're going to use to sell it aren't going to be you know aren't going to uh it's all you know marvel star wars and muppets is a pretty good sell for me and then i think it's going to probably have all the simpsons on there because they bought fox Oh, possibly. Well, that yeah. that if it had all of the Simpsons archived, like most people, I'd watch the first seven seasons and nothing else. But uh, you know how before we were talking about um, we were talking about how exciting must it would be to listen to a podcast recorded after Empire, but before Jedi. Mm-hmm. This is going to be one of those things before the Disney uh, app came out and consumed the entire entertainment world. Like this was right. like that moment of our last innocence before we were all swallowed by. Uh, <laughs> the octopus wouldn't it be great if this uh, all-consuming entity was available to us this <laughs> <laughs> like yeah so i'm but i'm definitely curious to see the live action one so that i think that'll be uh there'll be tons of so like ryan i don't know it's so now we're getting even farther afield but yours did you see solo in the theater you were one of those people who wasn't going to see it in the theater uh i wasn't but i had movie pass at that mm-hmm. time and that and made it really every other film. Yeah, I saw a lot of movies before Movie Pass uh, imploded. So, but just my point. I, you know, we're not going to talk about Solo here, but just that the fact that a Star Wars movie came out, and you weren't just even just curious enough just to say, "Well, yeah, I wonder what the ships and aliens and stuff will look like." That's that's yeah. amazing. To well, me. one is they really haven't been delivering on ships and aliens. Um, I think Solo almost did better than these two movies, though. In some ways, it had more interest. Like it had that worm person and a train heist. It had some cool, yeah. some cool ideas and visuals. But uh, it was very specifically something I didn't want because 
I would check out a lot of Star Wars things, but one thing that I don't want is for iconic roles to be recast. Mm-hmm. Like Harrison Ford is Han Solo. Like it, it's just is really hard to sell me on something other than that. Hmm. Well, uh, it's yeah. You're saying it's like they're like fan films. It just it just was went against something that was fundamentally kind of uh, special about Star Wars or something. I mm-hmm. think uh, if it had been animated. Or if it had just been a movie about a guy, like if it was like Snoop Jumbo, uh, the bounty hunter or the, the smuggler. Yeah, that was my Star Wars yeah. name I came up with on the fly. Snoop Jumbo. Snoop Jumbo. I love it. <laughs> Snoob. We got our episode title. <laughs> Copyright that. Um, you know, I would rather they just would make a movie that wasn't directly related to like, I want them to make a movie that's like a thousand years earlier or something. That's my big Star Wars dream. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see what happens with this Ryan Johnson thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, although he, I'm less excited because of what he did with the last one. Mm. Maybe next time he'll he'll uh, subvert your expectations by giving you exactly what you wanted in The Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to life and then yeah. <laughs> and I'll complain about it still. <laughs> it's, it's not it's not the same way different enough. <laughs> it was too perfect. It just it ruined my childhood. <laughs> and it ruined my upcoming uh, elderliness. My dotage. <laughs> my life, when I look at it in both directions, all I see is it being ruined by Ryan Johnson. <laughs> oh, boy. I know it's hard. It's been hard. Take it very seriously. That's all I have for minute number 64. Um... Yeah, I had one that said abandoned again. Oh, that's right. So Finn leaves Ray, and Ray is standing there once again. She just made a new friend, and off he goes. I guess she's come to expect it. It's like a self fulfilling prophecy. Like she's probably wondering, she's probably wondering what's wrong with her that makes everyone leave her at this moment. Yeah, this would be a good place for uh, a song in the musical if this is a musical. Oh, that would be the part where I would definitely walk out and go to the bathroom during the, the slow ballad about how no one loves her. Yeah, about everyone leaves her. <laughs> I would like ironically, the... I would leave during that song. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to see the counseling session where she processes this moment, you know? They should have totally cut right from there and then did a wipe and she was like, and that's when I realized everyone was leaving me and it's her like 35 years later in therapy. We never even find mm-hmm. out like what that whole thing was just to set up for that, like, uh, you know, that moment. So, and, and, and she's like the emperor now, you know, <laughs> like she's the evil overlord of the galaxy. Right. Or, but then it cuts to an empty chair and turns out her, her, uh, therapist has also left. He, he... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Directed by George Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that is all I had. So, um, uh, Ryan, thanks for uh, being on the show. Thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks for having me. Um, would you, do you have any last uh, nuggets of Star Wars stuff or any any other plugs you want to get in before we uh, before we call it a night? Um, I feel like they'd be opening a real floodgates if I was like, I also want to talk about another aspect of Star Wars, so I'll just <laughs> I'll just stop. Um, How do you feel yeah. about R2-D2's booster rockets? How do you feel about that? Oh, uh, it, uh, that was in episode three? Uh, episode two. Well, two and three, kind of. But... Mm, two and three? That's right, huh? It seemed odd to to just throw those in there. All right. What does he use them in three? When he ignites the oh, like, yeah, right. He, yeah, he, he uses them improperly. He doesn't use them as rockets. He uses them offensively in yeah. three, which I like yeah. more. I think I don't know. Droids must love killing other droids. <laughs> hmm, it's so satisfying to them. Well, because they they're not allowed to kill humans, so they have to kill droids. The, you know, they probably get to vent all their aggressions when they get to kill their fellow droids. Oh, right. Huh. Hmm. There, one is that official? They're not allowed to kill humans. Oh, isn't that uh, Isaac yeah. Asimov's Rose of Robot Robotics? Robotics? I don't know. Rule number one: right? His robot may not injure any human being, or through course of action, allow a human to be harmed. Do you think that R two D two is just constantly suppressing his urges to kill all of the human characters in Star Wars? <laughs> They're constantly them, wrestling sure. with which ones count as humans, <laughs> right? 
Mm, that's got to be tough. Yeah. Oh, one other thing, if I'm going to say one more Star Wars thing, because sure. I, I, I doubt I'll be back for this minute or any more minutes, really. Um, one thing I love about episode seven that was like an Internet reaction is after Han Solo dies. Spoiler alert. <gasps> so sorry. So sorry for 20 episodes from now. <laughs> uh, Ray and Leia meet up and they're kind of have a sad moment together. And Chewbacca is just kind of in the background. Mm-hmm. And uh, people were like, why didn't Chewbacca and Leia have a moment? Like, what's up with that? You know, because they, <laughs> they both were close to Han Solo. But I, my theory about that is that Chewbacca's like who Han Solo goes out with when he gets too drunk. Or you mm-hmm. like, if you're married to Han Solo for any period of time, Chewbacca's like his idiot friend that you're sick of, you know? You think Chewbacca is the bad influence. You don't think Han is the bad influence on Chewbacca. I'm not gonna. I'm. I'm not qualified to to. Mm-hmm. Pick, They're partners that in apart. crime. You're not making though. judgments. I just know that if you're Leia, when Chewbacca is coming over and they're going out, like you're not excited to know that. You know, that's not. This is the guy that you're sick of. This is the guy who's always clogging up your toilet and ruining your barbecue and uh, those hairs everywhere. Yeah, committing petty crimes. Like, you got arrested for what with Chewbacca? Why are you guys smuggling? We've been uh, part of the central government for 15 years. It's like in Raising Arizona, Han Solo is Nicolas Cage, and Chewbacca is John Goodman and the other guy who, totally. who, bust, who bust out of jail and track him down, even though he's trying to live a, uh, a you know, to be on the up and up now. Yeah, which again, I don't want to profile Chewbacca. I, mm-hmm. I, I would, I'm willing to accept the premise that Han Solo is the the leading force in their misdeeds, but it's just like that's uh, that's his buddy that you're sick of. Like you, uh, Han Solo dying, one of the upsides is she's no longer obligated to spend time with Chewbacca and his yeah. uh, shenanigans. That's my theory. Yeah, we we've. Uh theorized for a while they 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 don't really get along they just had the friend in common <laughs> they had to they had to maintain civil relations while Han Solo was the 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 common link but as soon as he's gone it's just like all right see ya yeah i'm imagining a lumpy's therapy session where he's like my dad would only come home for life day and one time he came up and threw a guy off the balcony <laughs> <laughs> are you guys gonna do the christmas special ever uh, we already did it. That was our first uh, first live show ever. Was the the holiday special, right? Yeah, we, did, but, we didn't do it minute by minute, but we did it. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, we did like no, a wait. like an hour or two devoted to yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, that's really the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so in terms of plugging, uh, I I yeah, I'm on a podcast called A Very Special Episode. I think we're doing an episode of Taxi coming up, and so there's four hosts, and we have a lot of guests. You've been on that show, haven't you, Alex Robinson? I have not been invited on that show. I don't think that's right. <laughs> well, I, technically, you haven't been on my show either, so it's you know, I, I, I'm almost positive you've been on our show though, because you I were did on a Saved s- by the Bell show a couple I, times, right? I was on Saved by the Bell. I was never on a very special episode. You were on our what live happens? show. Oh, it does that count? Okay. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Which? What happens in Taxi? Um, What's so special there's an episode about menstruation that I wanted to do. Hmm. Wow. Where Simca has um, PMS, like premenstrual uh, mood swings and stuff. Oh, is that what PMS stands for? <laughs> I've never heard of it before. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Just that. So I'm pretty sure that's the next one I'm going to record. But we've done a lot. We've done a lot of different series uh we just did a laverne and shirley episode that had ted danson in it Hmm. and uh a lot of um drugs and sexual misconduct Mm, yeah Yeah. that's what i always think of the most when i hear very special episodes it's drugs sexual misconduct (laughs) drugs and sexual misconduct yeah trying to keep it that way It's never uh, like don't play on the railroad tracks or something like that. Yeah. Oh, and I also my internet handle is oh yes very nice o h y yes very nice. Like I have an Instagram where I was doing a lot of drawings, a lot of drawing projects and stuff. Oh, cool. Yeah, check that out. I just thought of the uh, there was a Punky Brewster episode where she got trapped in a refrigerator. I think. Yeah, we did that one. All right. Yeah. See, that wasn't drugs or sexual misconduct. 
No, that was about getting trapped in refrigerators. There's yeah. some really good um, respiratory ones too. What is that? Uh, what is that called? Where you uh, go, you pump the chest and you breathe into the lungs. CPR. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Huh. The separate genre, the CPR episodes. <clears throat> I'm now yeah. trying to think of obscure things that would they've been the subject of a very special episodes, like scoliosis. I imagine they probably had a scoliosis episode mm. somewhere. I can't think of a scoliosis episode. There's a lot of bulimia. Oh yeah, bulimia. That's that's a uh, different or, strokes. Uh, that was a classic one. I think there was a small mm-hmm. wonder episode about stuttering. Really? And, that's uh, weird. That is about a robot who's stuttering. Yeah, <laughs> oh, whatever, like whatever, 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 whatever. <laughs> There's always like a classmate that's only ever in one episode that yeah. has like the the thing. That's another thing too. Like there's a molestation episode of Different Strokes, but it's not yes. Arnold. It's his friend who gets molested. Dudley. Like can't have yeah, can't have Arnold get molested. It's kind of got to be right. Dudley. <laughs> Although they did uh, again, this has nothing to do with Star Wars, but they did. Uh, I think was it Pearl that uh, was epileptic suddenly, like because they needed it for a plot point. I think one of the one of the housekeepers, they, uh-huh. they, it was like they were talking about somebody and like the the kids were making fun of somebody in their class that they knew that was epileptic and she stopped them and she was like I'm epileptic and they were like <gasps> yeah otherwise it's fine right <laughs> yeah <laughs> did uh, so she didn't have a seizure on the show I don't believe so no okay I mean, that's an actor thing if you if right. you're having someone have seizures on the show. My brother and I always used, uh, we always thought of the bulimia episode uh, because uh, Dana Plato did such a terrible job of sounding like she was throwing up. Right. And that's, uh, and my brother and I are always like, if whenever we hear someone in a TV, movie or TV show throw up, we evaluate like, oh, that was pretty good. I had just enough, <laughs> you know, the throat, you know, because Dana Plato was like, <coughs> you know, it just didn't sound like it. That's what you <laughs> yeah, it was. It's just sounded like someone like like a kid who, who you know uh, was was trying a pack of cigarettes or something. She was like, "Boy, yo, yo, yoing." So it's unfamiliar with the. That would have been uh, to have someone listening at the door, and you just hear all those sound effects coming from inside. That would have been great. Can you add the the audio of her throwing? I want to hear what it sounds like. All right. Well, Sorry, I don't, right, give you sure. like a, I don't mean to give you busy work at the end of my... <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure Pete will track it down. <laughs> I'll try. I'll try my best. Uh, but uh, yeah, thanks again for, for, for coming on. And uh, yeah, everybody right. go check out... Uh, is it a very special episode? That's the... A very special episode very special podcast, episode. yeah. And I think there's a couple podcasts that are called that, and we're on iTunes and all the different ones. All right. You'll know the one you're looking for when you find it. What? I hope so. Uh, but yeah, thanks again. And, uh, listeners, if you, uh, go check that out, go find the clips of, uh, of Dana Plato throwing up and, uh, and the, et cetera, all the other, uh, special, uh, clips of, of people having problems. And then, uh, I guess it's technically Kimberly throwing up. Right. Right. Cause Dana Plato not throwing up. That was her acting choice was, this is how Kimberly would throw up. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> And on that note, uh, we'll be back tomorrow with a brand new episode of Star Wars Minute. Star Wars Minute.